4: all it takes is faith, trust. Well, if it isn't the Star-Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs>
5: Take your pixie out of your pocket, Neverlanders. Sprinkle a little bit of that pixie dust around, and get ready to fly away with me, your pan, the Spider Pan, Jeremy, to Neverland. Now you got to make sure you have your happy thought with you. And I tell you what, if you need some happy thoughts, I have one for you. Next weekend is Planet Comic Con here in Kansas City, and I have two panels for you to attend. And I hope to see you there. The first one will be at 12:30, and that is the one. Hopefully, Eric will be able to make it. He's. Had some family issues come into It's not my place to say exactly what's going on, but he might not be able to make it. I'm hoping he still can come. Uh, but that's where we're going to talk about Walt Disney's time in Kansas City. I do plan on having a little bit of a trivia contest there, and there will be a prize. So that's definitely going to be a lot of fun. And if you need some other happy thoughts, free, free comic book day. I mean, come on. Free comic book day is coming up in two weeks. And we're going to talk all about that. Plus, I know I've been promising it a long time. But I'm going to finally play for you the audio of Mr. Billy D. Williams as he was at, uh, I believe this was the Kansas City Comic Con last year, and I recorded video of it. I'll, I'll make sure I post that video up sometime this week. I know I've been really busy, and there's a lot of videos I've been intending to post up, and I haven't gotten a lot of things done, and I need to update some stuff on the website for a new Lost Boys and stuff like that, and I will get to it. It's been very crazy being a college student and trying to work full time, and especially this month, if you anyone who knows me personally knows that I've had a mess this month, but we're not going to worry about that we're going to have some fun because we're in Neverland and I tell you what I need to have some fun so come along with me we're going to dive right into some really cool news
1: spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland.
5: This is a little bit old news. I meant to have this covered a little bit sooner than this, but Disney has been looking for a new patent for some soft robots to play a few characters. Uh, it's, all as we know is it's, it's making a robot, it's going to move, and it's going to be able to physically interact uh, like an animated character. Uh, with some prototypes, you're kind of looking around like at Baymax to be a soft character. And so maybe more of a robot thing. And he's got a nice soft body so you can hug on it. Uh, it's it's hard to know what's really going on with the patent. And sometimes Disney does file patents and nothing really comes out of it. Uh, but this is an interesting thing. We don't know exactly what's coming on with this. Uh, I've also been hearing stuff about a patent for a potential new um and I don't know what they called it before, but uh, I know a, a locally here at World's Fun, I think they call it a Skyliner, but it was basically like a a, um, a car that would be on a wire that you go over the park with. I've been hearing some rumors that there's potentially a new patent for a new type of park like that. Uh, but, you know, we're we're all looking at these soft-body robots that maybe they used to be interactive little characters, and maybe some characters that... Uh, don't necessarily have to be played by a human, you know. So there could be something interesting going on here, uh, but we don't know exactly what that is. Uh, for our next thing here, though, the superheroes are going are going to be a big feature at Disney's California Adventure. They're calling it the Summer of Heroes, and it kicks off really May 27th because that is when Guardians of the Galaxy Mission: Breakout starts. Uh, it starts really with uh, we've gotten a look this week at what this uh this attraction is going to look like now there, the photos have been released and you really can tell that it was the hollywood tower hotel it's just been given a, a facelift and uh, it's very interesting now the skyline there in disney's california adventure this may look a little weird there uh but uh, it's uh, if you imagine the hollywood tower hotel with a lot more pipes kind of going up and down it and a lot of different colors Uh, That's kind of what this looks like from the outside. It is a very interesting design. But uh, when this kicks off and that opens on May 27th, well, here, let me just play this video for you. There is a place where
1: heroes have assembled. Spider-Man.
3: Black Widow. Captain America. And Eddie.
1: So... What's the plan?
0: Breaking out the Guardians, pal. Come celebrate the all-new Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout during the Summer of Heroes only at Disneyland
5: Resort. Hero Up. So, yeah, there's going to be an entire summer event, and there's a lot of things listed as happening. There's, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Dance Off. So you might run into a few Guardians on their way to the Milano. Star-Lord's going to fire up his boom box and get a party starting. Now, Gamora may prefer to stand back and observe, but you're going to get in the groove and you're going to show off some dance moves. It's going to be fun. Everybody's going to be dancing. This could be fun. But, you know, it's basically another Disney dance party, but this could be fun. and Maybe a little bit of classic rock thrown in there. Uh, we're also going to have Citizens of Earth. You're going to get to come face-to-face with Groot. Uh, you're also going to meet Captain America. And, of course, Spider-Man will be there. Of course, that's why this is over in California and not in Florida. There's also going to be the Avengers Training Initiative. This is where Black Widow and Hawkeye are going to get some run- young recruits. as uh, a series of tests to see what you can if you can join the Avengers. So similar to the, the Jedi Training, only this is Avengers. Uh, There's also a heroic encounter with Black Widow, and she's going to be on there throughout the day in an armored Avengers vehicle making an encounter with park guests. So if you want to meet Black Widow, there's your opportunity in a hopefully very cool looking vehicle. I I have no idea what this is going to look like. It's just an armored Avengers vehicle. Also, uh, there will be, you can get a token of a proof of your adventures when you get home by going their special themed merchandise and food all throughout Hollywoodland. Now, this kicks off May 27th. It's running all the way through September 10th, so book your trip now. Also, now this, this was something that came out of Star Wars Celebration. But they showed if you if you look in the trailer, there is a planet. Now Eric last week said that it looked to him like a snow planet uh, due to the cracks on it. I'm calling this more of a desert-looking planet with white sand. Uh, but there's this planet, and it's called Crate. C R A I T. Well, this is the new location for the updates to Star Tours coming with stuff from Star Wars The Last Jedi. So we're going to have an adventure. Maybe you're going to get to tail in behind these new vehicles that you see that uh, seem to look like they're um, scraping the sand and flinging up this like red dirt. And it's a very, very cool little shot uh, with some new vehicles. And it looks like it would be something similar to that. But that is all we know about the new additions to Star Tours. All right, on May 7th, if you are so inclined, check out Freeform at about 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central. And it's going to be a little special called Disney's Fairytale Weddings. Uh, This is going to be hosted by Ben Higgins and Lauren Bushnell from ABC's The Bachelor. If you happen to watch that, Uh, they're going to actually follow around three couples uh, on their way down the aisle, Uh, basically reality show and basically a big ad for Disney's fairytale weddings and honeymoons, which, you know, if you're fabulously wealthy, you could probably afford to have one of these personally I'm, I'm past my wedding if I could ever renew my vows it would be because I had the money to afford this type of a thing and so this might be the closest we ever get to doing this ourselves is getting to watch some video of other people doing it so it could be fun uh I mean it's and it's absolutely beautiful and you're just gonna sit there and wish man I wish I could have done my wedding there uh it's kind of well we're out, the way I'm feeling about this uh but if you're so inclined go and check it out all right now something big free Comic book day. And this happens every year, it's the first Saturday in May. And this year, of course, will be May 6th. Now, Marvel is really smart. May 5th will be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Marvel always has a movie released that Friday. So I tend to plan my day. I go Saturday morning to an early show because it's cheaper. And then I go out and grab my free comics and find some other fun things to do. Uh, Some highlights, some interesting things I want to point out. Uh, There's going to be, for free, this is the gold level type of things, which means this could be harder to find. You better get after it pretty fast. But there's a Betty and Veronica comic. Now, for you, those of you who are not aware, the Archie comics, they've gotten kind of a facelift. They're more trying to go with realism, and if you've seen on the CW, there's a series card called Riverdale, which is a teen drama. It's not the fun, happy-go-lucky Archie stuff that uh, I remember when I was a kid. It's just not the same anymore. There will be another Bongo Free-for-All, which features stuff like The Simpsons and a lot of other different cartoon characters. Uh, also, we're going to see some stuff from Boom Studios. There's a Dark Horse uh, Briggsland James Cameron avatar it says uh, so yes something based off James Cameron's avatar and as Disney fans I suppose we're going to be interested in this perhaps uh, if we were fans of the movie I never saw it I'm not interested in seeing it but I do kind of want to see Pandora but yes an avatar comic book also there will be a Doctor Who comic book I've been grabbing these the last few years has been very cool uh, there's actually a comic called I hate image uh, funny enough being released I think by image comics there will be a also a Rick and Morty comic I have never watched this I'm I'm not really a big fan of the Adult Swim uh, cartoons other than Toonami. Uh, I do like to watch some Samurai Jack, but there will be a Rick and Morty comic. I'm not sure that I'm worried about picking that one up. Also, there will be Secret Empire from Marvel. Uh, This, I think, is going to be looking into a a new, you know, usually every summer there's a big storyline going on in Marvel, and it's probably a beginning of that. And I don't know, from stuff Eric's told me, I think this is going to go where they're finding out that. The Red Skull, I guess, has been messing with some stuff to cause everybody to think Captain America was Hydra. I don't know. It's I, I'm probably going to pick it up, but I'm, they, Marvel's done some, so many things here lately. I'm not interested that much, but I'm going to grab it just because I will. There's also a Star Trek The Next Generation comic coming out from IDW, uh, a story called Mirror Broken. Now, I don't know if that means it's going to have a short story, something related to the Mirror Universe, but, you know, there is a interesting Captain Picard on the cover. looks like he has a beard, so I, I'm interested also viz will have a legend of Zelda twilight princess ocarina of time uh i don't know exactly what it is but it's a comic book from legend of Zelda, and uh, so i am interested in that uh there also will be a wonder woman number one special edition from dc universe rebirth and an exo man of war comic okay those are all the gold levels there's a bunch in the silver level and then the silver le- silver level th- silver level let me just cross over a few uh highlights Guardians of the Galaxy. They're, well, all new Guardians of the Galaxy. Number one will be in there that you can check out. Uh, if anyone is interested in Barbie, that's there's one there. There's something actually called Fresh Off the Boat. I don't know if it's based off the television series. It doesn't look like it. Uh, we've got something called Attack on Titan, which I bet a lot of you are fans of. I haven't yet to watch that one. I do intend to check it out. There will be a DC Superhero Girls. Uh, there is, I believe, an animated series and a toy line based around this other things I've seen that were interesting was a uh, Riverdale comic for those of you who might be fans of the new series uh, something from the Loud House a Nickelodeon show, there's a Spongebob freestyle funny, so some fung- some Spongebob comics, a Tick comic book, you know, the Tick remember him? Uh, that I've definitely got to grab, I do enjoy that uh, a Monster High for any of the little girls you happen to bring along with you, there will be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Prelude to Dimension X comic book, a Dragon Ball Super comic book Oh, guess what? Descendants. You know, Disney's Descendants from Tokyo Pop. There will be one of those for those who happen to be a fan of those. And the big one, Adrian Ropp, uh, has been doing art for a new Underdog comic, and there will be an Underdog available. Issue number one will be releasing very soon, actually, to this time, and he has the cover art, and I believe art on the inside is also Adrian Rop. Now, for those of you who don't remember, Adrian Ropp is an artist with Avalanche, and he did art for Disney Infinity. In fact, I believe it was the storyboards he did. So he's been working on uh, some different comics. He did a Pink Panther comic, and you know, really good art. But here it is, Underdog. And it's coming out, and I'm excited because I love Underdog. Uh, if, if you have not seen the original cartoon, I'm sure you can find them online. The movie, of course, Disney did, was not bad. It, it, it was fun, but it, it didn't quite live up to the Underdog that I grew up watching. Uh, so those are the things I'm looking for. Free comic book day. Remember, May 6th, coming very, very soon. And now I think we need to go and visit the trailer park. All right, y'all. One more time. It don't matter what you look like. It don't nobody gonna sing with me.
1: The Neverland Trailer Park.
5: All right, I got a couple of different things to take a look at this week. The first was an international trailer for Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No
3: Tales. (laughs) (laughs) Jack Barrow took everything from me He's coming for you, Jack, to seek revenge The Trident of Poseidon is your only hope Where is your ship? Your crew?
1: Your pants! <clears throat> Jack! Boo! I'm so sorry, were you still talking? There is a girl who can help
2: Risk my life searching for the trident we have to find it
1: it's time
2: to hunt a pirate
3: you will pay for what you did to me you are very very ugly you are very very ugly I did of the Caribbean, Simon O'Kaisok! That was no part of the plan.
5: Alright, so Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. As you could tell, that was definitely international, as uh, I believe that language is Japanese, and you probably didn't understand a bit of what you just heard. But the important thing that we catch here is we finally get a look at Elizabeth Swan. Yes, making her reappearance in this fifth Pirate's Tale. And also, we get a kind of a really cool bit here where Jack is about to be uh, beheaded. He's he's loaded into a guillotine, and uh, we see his friend there that I always forget the name of, firing a cannon ball right into the guillotine to break it apart before it kills jack sparrow very fun goofy kind of scene Uh, i'm still interested in this this still looks very cool it sounds like they are looking for a trident i don't know if that is supposed to be like poseidon's trident or i don't know what the deal is with the trident Uh, it would be fun if they actually called him king triton's trident or something like that just for a little tie into some other disney films but uh, either way this looks very cool if you want to check this one out it is out on youtube and now something I'd only briefly heard was coming, and I honestly, I can't say I'm that interested, but let me play you the audio of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, a comic book that is being brought to Freeform. And if you know the type of programming Freeform tends to have, uh, you kind of know what to expect from this. Free!
3: You can't do this. What just happened?
1: It's like you're afraid if I don't do everything perfectly, you're gonna lose me. I'm afraid even if you do everything perfectly, I'm gonna lose. <laughs> What's your name?
3: Tandy. And his name was?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Tyrone.
5: Okay, now I know there wasn't a whole lot of uh, dialogue in there that really tells you anything. But this looks to be another teen drama. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about uh, what I know of Cloak and Dagger. I've only really read some comics that they they guest starred in a Spider-Man story called Maximum Carnage. And so Tyrone and Tandy are these two teenagers when they first started. And they took some experimental drugs from Roxxon. And it gave them superpowers. Uh, Tandy uh, becomes Dagger. She forms these light daggers and has a lot of light powers. Uh, Now... I don't recall them doing like a physical damage, but in this, they're presenting it as she looks like she accidentally stabbed somebody with a light dagger. Um, they, these are, I don't know, her light daggers. I, you know, from from what I'm understanding, they don't necessarily do like a physical damage like that. They're more about like a light damage, and they you can take out an opponent with it, but they uh, they have a different sort of effect than you know stabbing you with a knife, you know. But they're treating it as a knife stab. Uh, Tyrone, of course, becomes Cloak. And he has this cloak that he can pull people into kind of an alternate dimension on the inside in this this darkness. And uh, he battles opponents that way. And they became crime fighters in the comics. And they're a team. Um, This, I I don't know how far this is going. uh, Because it looks very much just teen drama. And I really, I don't don't know if I'm going to watch I, I'm not really interested in most of the programs Freeform creates, and this is just right on on scale with the rest of their stuff that really doesn't interest somebody like me. Uh, now, your teen daughter might be just thrilled with this and might be interested, but I'm you know I think I could skip this one. Uh, so yeah, really not all that interested. But you know, if you're so inclined, cloak and dagger, um, maybe go check out some comics on them. Uh, do a little research if you're curious about the characters. See if you yourself might be interested in checking out a few episodes episodes. Uh, This seems to me like they're pulling it away from the superhero level of things uh, and trying to make more teen drama kind of like that Riverdale CW show seems to pull away from the fun and comedy of Archie and make it a murder mystery teen drama. And yeah, just not into that sort of thing. Uh, But we need to have some more fun. I think it is time that we go and we listen to this panel that I've been sharing and talking about all this time. That was Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian, and a lot of other characters. And people did ask about other characters he played uh, when he had a panel. Uh, he seems like he has slowed down with age, but that happens. Uh, but it was very cool. I did get to talk to him a little bit at his his booth, and uh, I you know, I got to fist bump him, and that was awesome. So here we go. We'll just dive right into Mr. Billy D. Williams
1: to Disney and beyond. Oh!
4: Williams! I'm a huge fan! Well, how you to the since None of these guys have seen me anything since a me something, I I'll keep it, it. <laughs> <laughs> the success
1: is nothing. Oh, shit.
4: I'm a chicken About the early bebop years. This is something I'm pretty familiar with. But anyway, uh, um, I I wish I had time to go. I wonder to to see if 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 it's there. I might be able to go tonight, maybe. Maybe. How long does the museum stay open? I wonder. Anybody
2: know? Sunday. Okay, <laughs> get out your phones. That's why we
1: have these little phones. <laughs> <laughs> these
2: little computer phones and stuff like that. They stay open late for you. Yeah. Uh, for you at Six p.m. Sunday. Okay. What, well, man? It might happen? Yeah. It might happen. to go check it out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> As a privileged <frivolous> person. <laughs> 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 So, Billy, why don't you tell them a little bit about your art and some of the awards you've won and where you went to school? For. Well, I also have a painting at uh, the Smithsonian. It one of my paintings in the Schoenberg in New York City. But
4: I, I grew up in New York City, uh, and I uh, went to a school called uh, music, and art, music and Art High School. From Music and Art High School, I went to a school called the National Academy of Design for the Fine Arts, where I spent uh, two years on the scholarship painting. Um, and when I was about 18, 19 years old, I I, uh, I was nominated for Guggenheim, and I uh, won a, a Holgar, which is uh, comparable to a G- Guggenheim. But uh, painting has been very much a part of my I've exhibited in lots of different places and uh, around the country and a little bit outside of the country. In uh, fact, that I have some paintings being shown in in Toronto, at a, uh, a Brian Gallery, and the gallery down in Miami, and I, I have a painting on, in a stage production in, uh, in New York at the uh, Cherry Lane Theater. So, yes, <laughs> I, mean, I love
2: little baby voices. I love baby voices. Um, What's the name of the play? So if anybody wants to go see it, then they can see your
1: painting. Uh, I have it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look that up too.
2: We'll, we'll, we'll get it. Okay. You, yeah. So, fantastic. So artist, actor, grandfather. And also, I've, I've written a
4: couple, of, uh, about three books. I co-authored the three books. Uh, two, two books on uh, psychic spying. Romance. Um, that's pretty
2: sweet. <laughs> if you guys want to see one of the paintings, we actually have a lithograph at the table of a painting that he did based on the Empire Strikes Back. Or you can go to his website, which is BillyDWilliams.com, and see some of his pieces. And I think uh, you can even buy some stuff over there if you want. So, um, there's nobody lining up at the microphone. Why? Oh, that guy is.
1: Hey, buddy in the front row, Lando's here now. Are you happy?
2: (laughs) Are we good? Excellent. Are you going to ask him a question? You are? Do you want to have your mom bring you up to the microphone? We'll let you go first. How's that? Okay, over there. He was so excited to see Lando when I came on stage It was, I was (laughs) devastated. Okay, buddy, what's your question?
3: Did
2: Lando just make a deal with Darth Vader? Did Lando what? Made a deal with Darth Vader? Make a deal with Darth Vader. Did Lando make a deal with Darth Vader? Yeah. Well, kinda like,
4: (laughs) sorta. Well, he he was forced into it, actually. Um, Well,
3: I
1: (laughs) just,
3: To, and use the galaxy to
4: What, what did we say? It's
3: right. the, the, the mic needs to hear me. <laughs>
2: Since the audio people in this room are
3: clueless, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the Death Star is safe. <laughs> he
2: kept the Death Star safe for you when he blew it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for holding up the
2: desktop. Should I stay down
0: here with this mic?
2: Yeah, you're fired. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, name or question. Okay, Dan, and I would like to ask you a little
5: bit of, if you could recall what it took to play Scott Joplin because he's a local hero here. All right. Um, what was it like to actually play it? Uh, well,
4: I did a little bit of uh, research on. Uh... Scott Joplin, and I'm a big fan of, uh, of ragtime music. Uh, but uh, he was an extraordinary individual. You uh, know, he was uh, at that time a lot of those guys didn't write the music down, but he decided to write it down. He wanted to be like uh, be like the uh, classical uh, composers of that period before. So he started writing his music down, but. Uh, um, it, was a, it was very interesting playing that character. Uh, what was interesting about playing him? Um, well, the fact that, as I said, um, he, he was one of those, at that time, those musicians who uh, wanted to, to uh, write the music, write the music down. Thank you.
2: Good question. Thank you. Yes, sir. Naming question. My name is
0: Scott. Um, looking back further into your career, was there ever a role that or um,
5: that you had turned down because you didn't feel that it necessarily painted the character in the in the best light, or perhaps uh, African Americans, it was too maybe stereotypical of a role? Yeah, quite a few I uh, turned down. But uh, I can't remember most
1: of any of them really, to tell you the truth. But
4: it happens. Um, uh, normally, I don't usually uh, gauge um, what I want to do or don't want to do based on on racial things. I mean, I don't really like to into all that kind of stuff. I find it boring. Um, but uh, no, I mean, the, you know, the, you're you're offering you know, a lot of things an awful lot of things you just don't want to do. Unless they want to give you a lot of money. (laughs) Sometimes that's not always a good idea. Because you're making bad, once you've gained some recognition in this industry, uh, uh, things become difficult only because You have to make the right choices that keep your
2: career going. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So we certainly don't want to have a hundred million dollars given to you to be in a crappy movie, is what you're saying. Right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: 101. Hi. Hi, I was wondering with... No, no, what's your name first? Oh, hi, I'm sorry. My name is Heath. Hi. And I was wondering, you know, with them finally making new Star Wars movies that follow up on the originals, has there been any discussion between you and Disney to appear? And if not, what can we as fans do to convince Disney <laughs> to <them>? land?
2: <laughs> we actually started a campaign at Dragon Con about three years ago on Twitter hashtag #BringBackLando. So I was going to be bringing that up later, but yes, hashtag bring back Lando, and we're hoping that they listen, so number nine hasn't been filmed yet, so we'll see. But he is, he's reprising his Lando role in Rebels, do you guys watch Rebels? Also, you know, Lego. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> Alright, thank you. That's pretty much it. <laughs>
2: and if you guys do tweet, uh, Billy's Twitter handle is at RealBDW. So, at RealBDW, hashtag bring back Lando. I would love to blow up Disney's computers, that would be so cool. <laughs> yes,
3: ma'am. Hi, I'm Brady. Um I wondered if they should bring Lando back, where would you like to see the character? Like, What would he be doing? In- What would he be doing
4: overall? What would you like to see him? Well, it depends on what direction they they decide to to, uh, take the uh, the uh, stories. I noticed one thing. I just saw the um, uh, even the the episode seven. I really enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Um, But everything is a lot more gritty now. I noticed even when I saw the uh, advertisement uh, for for episode eight. Um, so that that uh, quality seems to be uh, pretty prevalent these days. So in terms of, I don't know, Lando, he could, I always see Lando as a gambler. And, uh, he's like Steve Wing, somebody who runs Vegas. <laughs> you know,
1: that's
4: how I always uh, tend to see Lando, and always involved in all kinds of
3: Intrigue. Intrigue. So
4: causing trouble? No, you know, I don't think he's out to cause trouble. I mean, you know, I think that's a misconception about Lando. You know, he's just a, a guy who's, uh, well, Han and Lando are very much alike. Uh, they're adventurous. Um, so that's how I really uh, see Lando. I mean, he gets involved deals, you know, which, uh,
2: which become really interesting and fun and romantic. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You didn't have a question? Yeah. Hi.
1: <laughs> um, my name is Caitlin and my question is what was it like um, to work with Han Solo? Time working with each other. Thank
0: you. I broke it. Howdy. Uh, I'm Steve. I'm an actor comedian. Um, I want to say, I know it's is my favorite character from Star Wars. I see him as like Brett Maverick, that's that's besides the point. Um, I want to say thank you for not kicking out crying children. Um, I want to say, I wanted to ask
4: a thousand working with uh, Richard Pryor.
2: Because I'm an active comedian, and that's
0: where my smile is, and smile. <laughs> there you have it. Thank you. Come again. Yes, sir. <laughs> Greetings, Millie D. And I sound look on the tin. And uh, my question, as an artist, uh, what is your favorite color
4: and why? I'll tell my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you can't pick one. Hi, my name's Kevin. Blue. blue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and why is blue your favorite color? Well, he asked. I'm just like, sure. And <laughs> his, his answer. Well, it
4: depends on how I coordinate everything. With the colors
3: Yes, sir. Hi. Hi, Uh, Kevin. Uh, Who, uh, before you became famous, was your favorite actor, and did you get a chance to ever work with What of them?
4: Well, the very first actor I worked with in the movies uh, was uh, one of the great actors America has ever produced, uh, Paul Muni. I did my very first movie with him, and it was his last movie those of you who don't know who Paul Mewy is, uh, he was the original Scarface, and he played uh, Angel Zola, Louis Pasteur, he was one of the great actors that this country's produced. Uh, but I've worked with a lot of very good, good actors, really wonderful actors. Uh, and in that same movie that I did with Mewy, uh, uh, Adler, uh, part of the Adler family. But anyway, one of my favorite actors, uh, well, Sid Poitier was one of my uh, favorite actors, and I studied under Poitier for a little, small, uh, short time. Uh, Brando uh, was one of my favorite actors. Uh, In fact, I met Brando many years ago, about 1969, 68, 69. Went up to his house with my a friend of mine, uh, James Lowell, who was one of the great records that this country's ever produced, and uh, that was a big thrill for me to meet Brandom. Um, he was an interesting guy. He was uh, very much involved with political things,
1: uh, uh, political uh, concerns, and uh,
4: so we. I remember sitting. Spent about an hour sitting in his library with him, just the two of us talking. And that was a big thrill. He's in areas, or he was in areas, and I'm in areas. So that made a big kind of difference.
3: Well, I'd also like to offer my condolences to you and uh, the cast and crew of Star Wars for the uh, loss of uh, Jane Baker, who passed away yesterday. Yeah, I heard about that. He was a great guest. Uh, all you're missing, so I just wanted to offer my condolences. Right, cheers. Thank, Thank you. you.
4: Hi there. Hi. Jerome Berry. And My question is, well, I first want to say I enjoyed all your work, for everything that I've seen you in, and I appreciate what, what you brought to the theaters, and my question is, out of everything you've done, what was your favorite, and what was your favorite line? flowers oh, My favorite character, did you say character? No, yeah, your, your favorite role, and of oh, course, your your favorite line that you... Well, I've done a lot of characters in my time. A lot of the stuff I've done on stage have been uh, things that I really enjoyed. I, I did Martin Luther King on the stage in New York, New York stage, and that was a uh, uh, very rewarding, experience. Um, Characters like uh, Gail Sayers and Brian Song and the characters I did with Diana Ross, uh, Lady Sings and Blues and Mahogany. The bingo long traveling all-stars and motor games. I really really enjoyed that. uh, I've done so many different characters over the years
2: pretty good.
5: Spin. I've been very lucky. Yes. What's your favorite that he's played that you've seen? Well, I, I did see like seen the Blues and I, I actually really liked that
4: movie. Especially your role and, and that mind that, that I just saw up there on the screen. I kind of that sometimes but I'm not going to do it in front of you. <laughs> but uh, you know the way I'm talking about. The success of Wait, say that again your success Martin. uh that's my oh, favorite success is nothing without someone you love to share it with yes oh that's from mahogany yeah yes. that's an old saying actually but it's true to the heart thank you okay thanks thank you appreciate it
3: hi there hello my name's is and i was wondering uh if when
5: the uh when kenner made your fit, action figure. Did they have you pose for it? Because in every one, you have a uh, raised eyebrow and a big, sly smile, and it seemed like something you'd do.
4: Yeah, well, I always had a pretty good smile.
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but
0: I, you know, I think for that character, I think he—he's that kind of guy. You know,
4: it's, it's all a, a kind of fun. You know,
1: he's a very charming. Affable and uh,
2: slush-looking.
5: Yeah. Well,
2: thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. I, I don't think we actually, you actually answered the question, did you pose for the figure for Kenner when was
0: they there I, no. No. I made it? Do you all no. 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 It's all done for the picture reference, I guess. Hi. Hi, Billy D. I'm Latrell, and my question is: what was your initial reaction when Disney bought the Star Wars franchise, and do you think that Disney will would do better than Lucasfilm? What was your insight on that? Well, Disney is a big organization,
4: so uh, uh, I think it's a great idea actually for uh, Disney to be involved.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Josh, uh, and I know that you do a lot of other things, of like voice work and like with your impressionistic paintings, I guess. Uh, my question would be, uh, what medium is perhaps the most rewarding for you personally at this time in your life, and uh, to follow up with that, like what uh, particular artists are kind of your inspirations in that medium? Uh, as far as
4: painting is concerned, um, I, I like to work with, I've worked with oil, but I like to work with uh, acrylic, and because uh, it's fast, it suits my temperament. <laughs> um, uh, I've been been influenced by many uh, artists, uh, from the the Old Masters to the Mexican muralists, like the Cigueros, uh, uh, Diego Rivera, uh, Orozco, Um, painters like uh, Walter Hartman, uh, Frida Kahlo, I mean, Frida Kahlo, uh, 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 Tamara and uh, much of the North African uh, art is uh, interesting to, to me. Well, I'm, I'm influenced by a lot of different things. Thank you very much. Thank you.
2: Hi,
1: my name is Noah.
2: Uh, my
0: question was, and I lost it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I? Is there ever been
0: a role that you always wanted to do that you
4: haven't? Yeah, Duke Ellington is a character I always wanted to do. I thought, I always felt like I'm the only one who could
1: really pull that one off. (laughs) (laughs) Because
4: I understand that kind of elegance. Um, But there was a wonderful character that I tried to do. Ellington I tried to do too, but was was not successful with it. Um, Another character is Alexander Dumas. A lot of people don't know that Dumas was a -a 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 mulatto. He wrote The Three Musketeers and all those great books stories. But he was a great, wonderful character. And uh,
3: we tried to do that, get that story up, do that story, but it didn't work out. Thank you. You're uh, Hi, my name is Greg, and uh, my question is out of all the scenes that you have done, what was the one scene that was your most memorable? and the one that you most enjoy making?
4: The one movie? No, oh, scenes. Scenes? Yeah. From like any movie that you've made? Um, well, as far as uh, Star Wars, uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, I'm going up against Vader for about three seconds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that was fun, I, I get a kick out of that also
2: greeting uh, Princess Leia. Thank you. What about, what about you? What, were, what was your favorite scene that he's done? Because it seems you put a lot of effort into that question that was interesting. You wrote it down and everything. <laughs> Do you have a favorite scene? No pressure. All of them, I
1: guess. All of them. <laughs>
2: I'm Shamir. Um, you've talked a lot about art influences and your experience with artwork and acting and all that. How about music? Um, I know you had a swing album, Let's Misbehave, that came out in 1961. Um, how has music been part of your career? Well,
4: I studied this uh, music when I was a kid. Uh, my mom was studied opera for I studied piano and studied That's singing. Uh, but uh, I don't really think of myself as a musician, never have really. Because uh, I have too much respect for really good uh musician, music people who are musical.
2: Has it had an influence on your artwork or your acting career? Oh yeah, well
4: I you know I did a lot of paintings on Viva mm-hmm. specifically. And uh other forms of music, too, but uh, I did and a lot of paintings on uh, bebop, that was a period I grew up in, bebop years. Um, but, uh, I, and also I work with the Thelonious Swamp Jazz Institute in Washington, D.C., and we put on competitions every year for young people around the world.
1: So I got a chance to hang out and meet a lot of the great, great musicians. Jazz musicians. Thank you. You're
4: welcome.
3: Hi, my name is Michelle. Um, my question has to do with the 1980s Batman and how did it feel to be a part of the DC comic franchise and to portray such what would become an integral part in Batman's storyline? Oh,
4: it you know, it's great. Again, I, I'm very fortunate. Have to have that as a part of my, my legacy. No, it's, it's great. Thank you, you influenced a part of my life by playing him, so, thank well, you. Thank you so much, appreciate it.
3: <coughs> Hello, my name is Noah. Um,
1: what TV show would you like to guest star?
4: <laughs> what show would I like to guest star? Uh, I was, well, one of my favorite shows is Big Bang Theory. (laughs) Those actors are really good. It's scary. The writing is really good. But um, I think it's a little scary to do that show. The dialogue is just incredible.
1: Doing sitcoms is not an easy thing to do. But I like Big
4: Bang Theory. (laughs) <laughs> and, and also, what's the other show with the girls, two girls? Two bro girls? <laughs> two broad girls.
1: That's a fun show. You could be a, you could be a
3: guest of the night. Yeah. Hi. Hi, my name is Danielle, and I
2: wanted to ask about Dancing with the Stars, and if you had fun on that show. Can I say that again? Did you have fun on Dancing with the Stars?
4: Oh, yeah. And I I had to stop though because my back is bothering me. Um, but uh, it was a lot of fun and a lot of work. And Emma Slater, she was a, she was a, uh, she was rough. <laughs>
1: it's
4: good exercise. Thank
0: you. <laughs> How's it going? My name's Josh Gray. I was asking since we all know that there's going to be a Star Wars anthology movie starring on Solo, I wanted to know who you would pick to play young Lando Calrissian. I don't think anybody else can play Lando Kairisu. I I'm to a torch
1: for you. I can pick a torch for you. I don't think anybody else would. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is
0: Stormy. My name is Stormy, and I was wondering what your favorite Star Wars movie was. Well,
1: I'm tired. I think was the best.
4: But I also liked uh, the Episode 7. I thought it was a really good movie.
3: Thank you. What's your favorite
2: Episode 3? And I don't on no. one, no. don't no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I do I don't
2: know.
3: My name is Ryan. And who did you I in Lego Movie?
2: Um, are you at the right Q&A, dude? It's Lando. What did he ask? He asked about character you playing in the Lego movie. The Lego movie? I <laughs> I think you missed it. You should go back and watch it again.
3: No, I saw
2: that part. Oh, you did?
4: Okay. <laughs> we'll watch it again. Yes. <laughs>
3: My
4: is Jason. Do you want to play Star Wars Episode Eight? Well, it's already done. It's <laughs> coming out this summer. Okay.
0: No. Uh, that's that's Rogue One. Next year. Yeah, that's Rogue One. Episode Eight is next year. Yeah. But well, so they finished principal, principal photography story. already. No, well, it's, it's a standalone story. Rogue
2: One. Oh, but, but Episode Eight is done filming, so you can't be yeah. in it. Sorry. Well, I saw something <laughs> the other day. Episode 8. It might have been a teaser.
0: Was uh, Rogue One. one. No. Okay, hey, we're
1: going to look that up, too. <laughs> there was a Rogue One
0: trailer during the Olympics.
2: Um, so to answer your question, no, he can't be in 8 because they actually finished principal photography three weeks ago. But, hashtag bring back Lando and he can be in Episode 9, right? Okay. So, so now I've this up. We have time for two more questions. So, go ahead.
3: Hello, my name is Carissa and um, you you mentioned that you do enjoy jazz
0: and I was wondering like any specific favorite musicians, specifically trumpet?
4: Oh, there are a lot of uh, Wayne Shorter, uh, I don't know, there are an awful lot of Clark Terry, he's passed away now. I used to like talking, spending time talking to him because he, he was from the old bebop days and he was part of that the, that language at that time that was created by
1: the, the bebop people, Thelonious Monk. Um,
4: the newer ones, Joshua Redman, Christian Chris McBride, um, you know, a, a lot of people. I know a lot of these people too, I like these people. Thank you. Kurt Elling. Kurt Allen is a great jazz singer. Hi, my name is Liz, and I was just wondering out of
3: the blue. But in an arm wrestling match, who would win? You or Han? (laughs) Well Han would beat me. Cool,
1: that's a good question. Good
2: question.
5: Real quick, I want to read a few reviews that uh, I've been sitting on for a while. I believe they came from Canada. Uh, I had had these messaged to me because I, in the States, I can't see anybody's reviews on iTunes outside of the United States. And I had one here from Late Night Media. It says, brings the memories back. This podcast hits the inner child, but quickly apologizes and then entertains that child. So happy I found it. Uh, Another one from Jave Chaffee Hippie says a whole new way to explore my repressed Disney. Uh, Loving Disney doesn't exactly fit in with my image, but this podcast geeks out so much about Disney as I probably am in a parallel dimension. I'm already getting ideas for how to sneak in some more Disney into my stuff. Thank you. I do, of course, appreciate all those reviews on iTunes. I'm having a hard time seeing them here lately. My PC is not wanting to run iTunes anymore. I'm working on fixing that. I'm also working on fixing uh, the Mighty Marvel Tooncast has uh, has some technical issues that has has lost the iTunes feed. And I'm working on correcting that problem. And then Tim and I will get back to recording that as regularly as we possibly can. But that's going to do it for this week. So thank you very much for joining us.